Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. There's a lonesome feeling in my heart tonight Something that I've never felt before A restless voice is calling from a distant range A chilly wind is whispering at my door When singing in the cottonwood trees Red and gold are showing in their leaves And autumn melodies Is telling me it's time to move on Geese are flying south They sing a lonesome song My heart keeps telling me You won't be here long And autumn is telling me it's time to move on On, on, time to travel on On a little further down the line Gone, gone, I may be standing here I'm already gone in my mind I know it's winter Settle down at home in camp far away from town and autumn melody is telling me it's time to move on. On, on, on beyond the distant hills. Farther than the forest canyon rim Gone, gone, gone Just like a summer dream Out where the dimmest trails grow dim The sun's a-hanging low And so alone I'll ride With nothing but my shadow Loping by my side And autumn melody Telling me it's time to move on And autumn melody Is telling me it's time to move on R.W. Hampton Autumn Melody. From Nashville, Tennessee, I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Miss Bobby. Good morning, Gary. You know, we're just two days away from the Ring of Fire solar eclipse. Albuquerque is one of the very best places to see it on Saturday morning. Um, it will happen um, during the balloon fiesta that morning as well. They're expecting about 210,000 people out to the balloon Whoa. fiesta field. And um, that, same, then that same day, they're hoping to launch more than 600 balloons in order to break a 
international, uh, what's that, you know, uh, an international, not a goal, you know, um, uh, you know, break, break the, the previous record, you know, (laughs) it was somewhere in South America, I think. (laughs) So, uh, we're gearing up for really an amazing, um, hour or so. It starts at 913 here in Albuquerque with a partial eclipse. We go full on at, um, 1035 is the maximum, uh, and it ends at by 1039. So it should be really interesting to watch this happen Saturday morning. Yeah. Well, it should be. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> so I've, I've been I've been posting a few pictures of uh, of the balloon festival that have been popping yeah. up on Facebook, and uh, uh-huh. yes, it's a it's a cool cool deal. But uh, I'm in a fall mood. And I'm sure that with the balloons, you have all kinds of beautiful color out there. But it's starting oh, to turn wonderful. around around the country at different places. Mm-hmm. Some are a little bit earlier mm-hmm. than others. But I'm just really in a fall mood. The weather is beautiful here in Tennessee. And uh, we're in the 70s this week. Lows will be in the 40s. And uh, by the time that we get into Saturday, Sunday, we're going to be down into the 50s. It's going to have a wind chill of about 40. So that's mm-hmm. a little too much, mm-hmm. little too much fall for me. It's down in the 40s. <laughs> but uh, anyway, beautiful, beautiful weather we're having right here in Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm, and it's always pretty in Albuquerque, I think. You've always got blue skies out there. Pretty much. And pretty it was much. cold the morning. The morning we were there for the Ascension Sunday morning, we were wrapped up really really well it wasn't our first rodeo so to speak and we were chilled until we got home and we actually turned on our fireplace we wrapped up in blankets it was a it was a cold morning sunday morning yeah well you know i turned i turned the heat on for the first time this week you know for a morning or two so yeah Yeah. it's it's a little taste of what's to come but uh what is to come today Campfire Cafe is a very special guest that we have joining us. So why don't you go ahead and tell everybody who that is? We are just delighted to welcome Ed Meyer for the first time to Campfire Cafe. I had the privilege of meeting him last year at the Albuquerque IWMA event and um, have been playing the music from the album Cowboy Serenade regularly this last year. And we just can't wait to get him on the air with us. All right, so we're going to have a great time visiting with Ed and sharing some of his great music. And then in the second hour of the show, we have more fall music coming. And we're going to be talking with our good friend, Mr. Robert the Trailmeister Eversole. So stay tuned to the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song from Ed. It's called Wisp of the Wind. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Ed today on the Campfire Cafe.
while herding the cattle down from those mountain peaks above. Stole away his heart with just one single glance, and she's gone with the wisp of the wind. She's gone with the wisp of the wind. If you'd listen close, you could hear him calling that maiden who stole his heart away. Many times he's seen her, many times he's heard her, but she's gone. The whisper the wind, she's gone on the whisper the wind. from his album, Cowboy Serenade. A true son of the West, today's featured guest, Ed Meyer, was born, raised, and lives in the Piney Woods of East Texas. From working cattle to riding bulls, Ed has always lived the cowboy way of life. Currently, he manages a small cow-calf operation for the Bar JJ Ranches in Texas. Inspired by personal experiences, researching old cowboy trail songs, and his travels, through the trails of life, Ed enjoys putting his own spin on these stories in his writing and sharing of his songs and poems. Today we're featuring music from his album, Cowboy Serenade, including the two songs recently nominated by the International Western Music Association for the prestigious 2023 Working Cowboy Song of the Year and Song of the Year Awards. We're so excited for him. Please welcome Ed Meyer. Welcome, Ed. How y'all? It's good to get on the show. I'm good. good. How are you? you Well, thank you, sir. Good, good. Yeah, we're doing great. Well, every time somebody comes on the show for the very first time, 
They have to tell our worldwide audience a little bit about them. So tell us where you grew up. And then, by the way, I'm going to thank you for your service because you were in the Navy for a number of years and retired there. But uh, tell us a little bit about where you grew up and how you got started and how you got started in music. Well, I I was born in in Texarkana, but I was pretty much raised in uh, Nacogdoches, which is one of those stories that uh, when I was riding bulls back in the day, uh, one of the announcers said, yes, sir, this guy is from Nacogdoches, Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, it was one of them up in Washington State. Okay. uh, all right. Yeah, uh, I had, well, my dad did a lot of singing, uh, and then my stepdad was a steel guitar player, which oh. uh, I would love to have learned how to play steel, but my problem is I'm left-handed, and he said, eh, I can't teach you. <laughs> so, uh-huh. But, but uh, I started, well, I, I guess I started playing guitar when I was about the seventh grade, eighth grade, something like that. And wow. I actually got to the point where people would say, um, oh, we don't want to listen to you play anymore and stuff. And I said, okay. <laughs> but one of these days, you're going to pay to hear me sing and play guitar and stuff. <laughs> so now they are. And, uh, oh, gosh. Uh, I, I was thinking the other day, a lot of the inspiration for the songs I get is, is like you said, it's just things that I've seen, people I've talked to. Um, some of the old cowboys and stuff that uh, I've been around most of my life. That that seems like where all the all the music is coming from. Wow. Well, you know, for a lot of folks, and I'm gonna I'm gonna guess you and I are about the same age. So, did Except, it start out with cowboy music, western music, or or what were your musical influences early on? Uh, well, I started out. Well, I, I guess the first song that I ever learned, really learned how to play, was "House of the Rising Sun." Uh huh. Uh huh. And that's been that's been that that kind of dates you. It does. So, it does. But the, I I spent my yeah. time playing in clubs, um, not not with a band, but a lot of sitting in and stuff. Uh, of course, like you said, I was in the Navy and I spent 22 years there. And retired, but I, while I was on board ships, of course we had a lot of other guys that played, and we'd have bands. And so when we'd pull into some port, someplace, um, we'd go play in a club somewhere. Oh wow! Sit in with oh wow! Sit in with the band there. You know, we played. Um, I had the opportunity to play in uh, a couple of clubs in Australia when we were over there, and then the Philippine Islands and Japan and. Um, Won lots of talent shows running up and down the coast of California. Oh, wow. So, um, wow. So you never, had a lot of experience. Never, yeah, I mean, and, and it's one of those deals. When I was younger, of course, still in the Navy, I was actually offered a contract. Um, and I said, I'm in the Navy. I'm staying in, going to retire. So how would that work? <laughs> it didn't work. No. No, it wouldn't work. work. So I said, I said we'll just let it go at that. At least I know somebody thought enough of me 
you know. To offer it to you, yeah, yeah. So you went from playing music by the animals, House of the Rising Sun. So how did yes. how did you get into uh, Western music? I've always liked uh, the Western music. And I think, you know, I, of course, like most most of us when we were younger, we grew up with Roy Rogers and Gene Autry and Tex Ritter and that kind of stuff. And of course, my dad playing in clubs, stepdad playing in clubs and stuff. I heard a lot of the stuff that he played, um, so I guess that's where I kind of got the the stuff for the doing in the clubs and that kind of stuff. But I always did old stuff. I never did I uh, top forties. I wasn't into the top forty stuff. So, um, but then uh, and, uh, we went to my wife and I went to a cowboy poetry gathering in West. Texas, not West, um, early, early Texas. And okay. we sat there in the heat all day, and I met some of the folks there, like Gene, Gene and Gary Prescott, um, folks like that. And I said, you know, I really like this stuff. And I had some stuff that I'd written, and I showed it to one of the guys, and they said, well, why didn't you show us this earlier? You could have got up there and performed. I <laughs> guess. <laughs> uh, so the next year when they had the gathering, uh, he called me up and said, "Hey, we're having a gathering. I got you on the list. You gonna be here?" Well, sure. There you go. There you go. There you go. So, so how was that first experience? Was that your first experience of the gathering? I know it wasn't your first experience because you played in all those clubs. But how was uh, the first experience of the gathering? I, well, I, I put it this way: it was in July, June or July, and we sat there uh-huh. from nine o'clock in the morning in the sun at a hundred and I think it got up to a hundred and two <laughs> that day. <laughs> and the guys, the, the guy literally said, "I cannot believe y'all have sat here all day long." I said, "Well, oh, that's wow. good. I enjoy it." Um, wow. So, wow. Um, I told him, I said, anytime, just let me know when you're having them, where you're having them, I'll be there. Wow, that's great. That's great. Well, I want to get some more music. We're going to come back and talk some more with Ed on the Campfire Cafe today. But this is a great song called Cowboy Till I Die from the album Cowboy Serenade. Tell us about this song. That song was one that... uh, well, and I was thinking about it the other day. I wrote that when I was 29 years old, pretty old. Now, of course, I never recorded it, and or, or at least for release. I, of course, I recorded it on, you know, so I could listen to it and see what I thought about it and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's actually dedicated to two of my good friends that were born way too early. I mean, they, it's just just the way it was. Uh, one of them's even drove, got to a point where he learned to drive a stagecoach with four horses oh, wow. on stagecoach and stuff. Um, and I still get still keep in touch with them. They were they were tickled to death when they found out that I even had it on a CD because I sent it to them and uh, so. They were even more tickled when they found out it was nominated for an award. 
Well, let's take a listen to this song. It's Cowboy Till I Die. We'll be back and talk more with Ed Meyer today in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. Sometimes I wake up with the sun shining in my eyes Jump out of bed and pull on my boots Way past time to ride Grab my old hat and swing open the door See a semi rolling by All of a sudden those teardrops fill my eyes Today, it is from his album, Cowboy Serenade. Welcome back, Ed. Thank you. <laughs> I'd, uh, I always uh, really enjoy, as I think our listeners do too, to hear a little bit from our guest about uh, their songwriting process, uh, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. This song, as you said, you, you wrote this back when you were 29. So uh, tell me a little bit about how a 
song comes to you, how do you capture it? How do you keep it? How do you, how, how do you, um, how does it evolve into something that you perform? A lot of time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, working where I work, I work pretty much by myself. Uh, It's it's pretty much a one-man operation. And things pop into my head, or if I'm driving down the road, it's like one song that I'm going to put on a new CD that I'm working on. Um, My wife and I were actually headed to church one Wednesday evening, and I said, write this down, and I told her the words so I could remember what the words were so I could expand on that. (laughs) It took me probably three months, I guess, to get that all down where I wanted to get the melody and uh, everything together on it, which it's – if you listen to a lot of my songs – a lot of them are about old cowboys or old, you know, somebody old, this is what they said, this is what they did, or, you know. And I think about those things, and it just, that's what comes to mind. So that's what I write. How did you, um, how did you decide uh, on, on the 10, I'm looking at the CD, yeah, on the 10 songs for this particular collection? Because I imagine you probably have quite quite a library of um, music and poetry that you perform. How did you decide on these 10? Well, it, I, I just, a lot of it had to do with the fact that I wanted to do a CD. And one of the reasons I wanted to do it was so that when I pass, you'll have something. I mean, it, it wasn't to be big time or or win awards with it or anything like that. So I just wanted to put original stuff on it. But I also wanted to put stuff on it that was inspirational, and that's the the poems on there and uh, right on, you know, and, uh, one song mm-hmm. and one track that's on there. That's... Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to leave something for the kids, you know, and the mm-hmm, grandkids mm-hmm. and stuff. So I think Gary that was, Gary has oh, – oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish. I'm so sorry. That, well, I was just going to say that was probably the biggest inspiration for the songs that are on there. Okay. Well, uh, you've done Gary, good I think, because I think you've left something that your children are going to treasure and remember forever. You've done a great job on this one. Thank yeah, you, we're going to get to Cowboy Serenade right now. This is the title cut from the album. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more with Ed Meyer today on the Campfire Cafe. Oh, 
us on a trail Crack of leather on a well-worn saddle These are the sons Cowboy Serenade Oh my God. 
<laughs> and they're friends? <laughs> yes, those were friends. <laughs> those were. That's that's keyword. Were those yeah, were. were? Yeah. Were. <laughs> uh, but after that first one, I just got hooked. Uh, you know. Oh wow. I rode up. Wow. I I quit riding when I was twenty nine. Well, that's about the time that you wrote that first song that we played. So yeah, that was pretty yeah. cool. Right. That was pretty cool. Well, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, we talked to folks that have ridden ridden bulls and horses. I know, uh, I think it was Jared Rogerson that we had on the show, and he rode Broncos until he got so banged up that he decided he better just do music from then on. And uh, and I think Dave Stamey told me the same thing. Then he wasn't riding Bronx or Bulls, but he'd come off so many horses. He said, I thought, yeah, thought it was safer yeah. for me to sing than to ride those Crazy horses. And I yeah. and I think Car- Carlos Washington also I think has kind yeah. of the same story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I just I never know what possesses people to do that. A lot of folks do not know this, and and you guys may not know this, but the PBR now has uh, bull riding teams. You know, instead of just individual riders, they have bull riding teams, and the Nashville Stampede based out of Nashville here, was the world champion last year. That was the very first year that they did the uh, the, the team competition. And so uh, the Nashville Stampede won that thing. So I don't know where they are in the competition this year. You mentioned that. And when I was teaching, I was the uh, high school rodeo coach. Ah. One of the uh, individuals that I had on the team, uh, PBR world champion, Cooper. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 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 Well, I I think that's cool. I can't keep up with all that. I I imagine you do. I imagine you do. Tell us about how how did you get into uh, teaching? Because you were an ag science teacher, weren't you? How did you go from the Navy to teaching and then retired from that? How did did you do that? Well, I actually, I, uh, when I retired from the Navy, I thought, well, I'll lay up for a while and not do anything. And uh, a job opportunity, a teaching job opportunity, came up to teach Navy Junior ROTC at a okay. school in Beaumont. So I said, well, I'll take that because, you know, the military. And it was I was driving 87 miles one way every day. Oh, so wow. I decided, well, I, I better find something else closer. And I started teaching at uh, Jasper High School, and I was the uh, in-school suspension supervisor at the time. Okay. Well, then the welding, in- the welding instructor had to medically retire. So the principal came and asked me if I knew how to weld, and I said, well, sure. And he said, okay, we want you to put in for this job as welding instructor. <laughs> Do what? Yeah. <laughs> so I put in for the job, and he said, oh, yeah, you got the job. Just don't worry about that. So I started teaching welding, and uh, I always wanted uh, – my kids were in, in 4-H and FFA and, you know, dealing with animals and, and all that stuff all the time. I, thought, I always wanted to teach ag. So yeah. I said, well, I'll get me some – I'll talk to um, – professor at one of the colleges here and they said about getting some summer classes for ag and he said no 
He said, you know enough about it that just go take the test and you, you'll pass it. I said, no. Nah. He said, just do what I tell you to do. I wrote the test. I know you'll pass it. <laughs> so I went and took the test and passed it and went from teaching uh, industrial welding to teaching ag mechanics and industrial welding and going with show teams and all that stuff. All of, uh, well, uh, that's probably about the only thing I miss about teaching is going yeah. to the different shows that we got to go to. Wow. Wow. So how many years How many years did you do that, Ed? I uh, taught for 18 years. Wow. 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 And so since that wasn't enough after you retired from the <laughs> Navy and then retired from teaching, now you're managing a ranch. And we're going to talk yeah. about that after we play this nominated song, and that's Bob Wire and the Rail. Tell us about this one real quick. I, that's another one of those, you know, I was, I was thinking about what, and you hear people talk about, you know, back in the day we'd go 400 miles and not see anything. And I got to think about the old cowboys that when they started bob put throwing the bob wire up and all the rails um, train stations and, and yards came in they didn't do have to do all the traveling you know how did they they miss it i'm sure so yeah that's kind of where that came from all right well this is bob wire and the rail this was nominated for the traditional song of the year by the iwma we'll be right back I was out riding fence late one spring day when I came across this old cowboy setting his horse up in the shade. A stranger he was, so I best ease up and have a talk with him. As I got close, he lifted his head, and I could see a bit of sadness in his eyes. So I said, old party, you lost? Is there somewhere I could take you or something I could do for you? He just kind of stares out across the fence and says, Nope, son. And then he adds that I want to ride across the plains Back days gone by Saddle up at the crack of dawn Chase the setting sun I want to push your herd up the Chisholm Trail Any old trail will do Those are only memories now since the Bob Wire Rail Back in the day Pushing to the railheads Make the big sales They stretch from here to yonder Make a drover earn his keep Those are only memories now Since the pop wire and the rail A wire and the rails They cut across the plain Leaving tracks on the prairie Like a rattler in the sand they climb over the mountains and down the other side Makes it so an old cowboy can't take his last ride I want to ride to the edge of a mesa With the sun at my back Gaze at all the paintings created by our Lord Wanna sleep underneath the starry sky Hear a coyote howl at the moon but Those are only memories now Since the pop wine's red 
2023 Working Cowboy Song of the Year. We just heard Barb Wire and The Rail, written and performed by our special guest, Ed Meyer. And I know we want to um, switch gears a bit and talk about what you're doing now on the um, cattle ranch. But before we do, I just want to comment again on this CD. The uh, backup sound is so wonderful, and it doesn't cover your your just your delicious voice to listen to and i know that you worked with um aram ameter right there in texas and i wondered if you'd like to just talk a little bit about we we know him um we have had many guests that have worked with him and we just thought maybe you take a moment tell us a little bit about that experience <laughs> well being as it was the first time being in the studio to do a recording it was a little scary at first but of course Aaron made me feel very relaxed and stuff when I got there um but we actually he because I live so far away from him I'm like five and a half hours from the studio Uh so we we spent three days in the studio just laying down the vocals and and the acoustics acoustic guitar my my part and then aram got uh everybody else to to play all the rest of the stuff on it so i left it up to him because <laughs> I, I figured it, it, honestly i figured if he was doing chrislin's <laughs> all of her her recordings it couldn't be too bad <laughs> you were in good hands. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, um, I think Gary, you had sort of asked a question before we went to the song uh, a little bit about telling us about what's going on now with you and the ranch that you're working on. Well, um, we're just, it, it's a real small cattle operation, cow cow calf. We've um, We've got a small feedlot. We're just locally, we'll sell uh, a whole or half a beef. And uh, a lot of it is we sell to church members, you know, especially the older people, because we don't charge that much. Uh, honestly, I tell the boss when we need to go up on price because everybody else is. Nope, that's not why we do this. Mm-hmm. So. 
But we're actually moving from uh, Jasper, which the ranch is 27 miles one way from my house. Um, we're moving from there over to a smaller place over in Newton because he's, he's decided he wants to downsize. So we're moving to a smaller place, and I'm right now I'm running in between the ranch in Jasper and the ranch in Newton, taking care of cows at both places and trying to get everything fed up. And <laughs> it, wow. It, <laughs> Not busy at all. Not busy thing, at all. The good thing about it, it's like um, the guy that I work for, if I say, hey, I've got to go to Albuquerque for a moment gone a week. Okay, as long as we got all the feeders fed up and uh, the hay feeders are done, go for it. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, they've even uh, him and his wife have even driven four and a half hours just to listen to me play. Oh, oh wow! Goodness, yeah, how fun! And and I know not everybody has a boss that's that way. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> Oh, gosh. How long have you been doing that, Ed? How long have you been doing the ranch management thing? No, let's see. I retired from teaching in 15, so probably a year after that. Okay. And I actually went to, work, right. I went to work for him building hay feeders. Okay. I've been there ever since. Wow. Wow. So, Third career. Third career Third with career. music, no, with music this, interspersed. This is, this is not a career. This is fun. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. This that's the way fun. it should be. That is the way it should be. Well, let's get to some more music. This one is called Nighthawk's Lullaby. Tell us about this song. Uh, I hear a lot <laughs> It's weird because a lot of people say, you know, oh, yeah, uh, night riders and different things that, for the guys that actually ride at night. Yeah. And I, I did some research and stuff on it, and they were actually called night hawks, not night riders. Uh-huh. Night, night riders, if you, if you look it up and look up the definition, the old cowboy dictionary, a night rider was a, basically an outlaw. I started to say, yeah. They're riding to dodge, you know, the sheriff or posses or whatever. So I said, I'm going to write a song about it. But how do I, what what do I put in it? So I got to thinking about who all might be out there at night, you know, where they might have came from, what songs they might have sang, how they come up with the tunes and stuff like that. And I just started putting it down on paper and, that's what I ended up with. All right. Well, let's take and listen to Nighthawk's Lullaby. We'll be back in just a moment. Breeze over a sleeping herd. 
Uh, they can uh, find me on Facebook and send me a request for one, and I'll get back with them, get the mailing address or whatever to send it to them, and I can actually do them either a CD or I can put it on one of them, what do they call them? Uh, thumb drive? Drives. Thumb drive. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I could put it on one of those, you know, and send it to them. Um, or they can uh, email me at uh, Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R-E-E, the number three, at gmail.com. All right. So with all of that having been said, the easiest way is to go to Facebook and find Ed Meyer there and send him a message. Because I can never remember those email addresses. So that'd be the best way to do it. <laughs> but anyway, well, you know, we were talking uh, uh, earlier. This is your this is your first album. I mean, yes. Cowboy Serenade is your first album. And then you turn yes. around and you have two nominated songs off your very first album as you are in your third career or hobby is the last one might be called. <laughs> so you have a couple yeah. of other projects that are in the works. There is going to be no pressure whatsoever on you. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you know. No, well, I do have, and and I should have it in hand in the next couple of weeks, um, a Cowboy Gospel CD which has some original tracks on it and then some of uh, some favorites that I've heard from other people uh, okay. that I, and, and I do them at church. Um, and then when we get back from convention or the, the annual gathering, I'm going back in the studio and work on a, another CD. Wonderful. Well, that is that is going to be exciting, and uh, and we are actually going to play our last song today. Will be the title for the new CB called a new CD called uh, They Ride. But Ed, you have been so much fun to have on the well, show today. You. So we look forward to having you back. And uh, uh, if people would really like to find out more about you, they need to get to Albuquerque in November. For the International mm -hmm. yeah. Western Music Association gathering there, they have showcases that are going on all three days, and uh, you can visit with the artists, buy their music there as well. So I would encourage folks that are listening around the world to travel to Albuquerque, New Mexico. What is that? November the eighth through the eleventh? Is that right, Bobby? Yep. And uh, yes, and Ed will be performing Thursday from 10 to 10:25. He has a showcase, and he performs again, uh, 1:45 to 2:45. And I think he's performing during the Veterans Breakfast. Oh no, let's see, is that Veterans Breakfast? Uh, no, veterans Breakfast, and he's got a really full schedule. I'm excited to get to see Ed more than once. <laughs> well, it's going to be a lot well, of fun. I'm going to do the poetry contest. And the poetry contest. That's the other thing I'm looking at here on my big spreadsheet. There you yes. go. Wonderful. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So plenty of opportunity. But but visit visit Albuquerque at the IWMA convention 
November 8th through 11th, and you can meet Ed and a lot of the other guests that we've had on the show as well. But, Ed, you've been a lot of fun. Look forward to having you back, and we look forward to getting the new album when it's out, They Ride, as well. And so we're going to close this segment of the show with that song, They Ride, Ed Meyer. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back. Right out through the darkness Shadows in the night Ragged band of young outlaws Always on the run Weary in the saddle Posy on the trail Held out to fight If they don't reach the river's edge So they ride, still they ride, they ride. Many young cowboys lost out on the range. No place to go, no place to call home. Caught up in the romance, outlaw's way of life, place to belong, though most know it's wrong. So they ride, still they ride, they ride. Knowing around the next bend.
Well, it's time now for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we're going to be talking with our good friend, Mr. Robert the Trailmeister Eversole. But we were talking about fall and sharing fall music the rest of the show today. So right now, let's take a listen to one from Mr. Bryn Hill. It's called Fall Coming. We'll be right back with Saddle Up America. Coming on. 
coming on, Mr. Brent Hill. And now we're going to welcome to the show, Mr. Robert, the Trailmeister Eversold. Hey, Robert. Hey, it's good to be back. Good to have you back. Good to have you back. So in Tennessee, the temperatures are like in the 70s right now, but they're getting ready to drop down into the 60s and uh, in the high 50s a couple of days. Lows will be in the 50s and 40s. The color is just starting to come in around here. But I'm in the there mood for you fall. Go. So how is, how is it fall. out? I am in the mood for fall. I'm telling you, it feels like fall. It was 58 when I got out this morning and brisk, and it just felt so good. How's your weather? I had 36 this morning. And it rained brisk. all day. Yes, I started a fire in the stove two nights ago. Oh gosh. So, uh, so yeah, I, I'm, 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 fall is done. I'm tired of winter already, and I'm really looking forward to summer. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, you know, I turned the heat on here for the very first time this past week, and uh, because we had a little, uh, a little cooler spell, and uh, so for like a day, I had turned the heat on for the very first time, but uh, felt pretty good. Tis the season. Good. It is the season. So are you cleared to ride yet? Yeah. Yeah, went out last weekend, actually. It was very pleasant. Had a good time. Ruger was a good boy. Took care of me. All right. Um, All right. So, yeah, so I'm allowed to get back in the saddle. And, uh, well, now, of course, it's raining and cold, so... (laughs) So 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 now it's easier to sit in front of the stove, I'm sure. But I got to get out more. Uh, okay. I got to keep working on those uh, those boots. You know, I've been playing with those earlier in the year. Yeah. Kind of like to get some more yeah. miles under them. See how they, see how they go. Uh, well, how will so, the, yeah. how will the weather be for you out there? I mean, are you into the rainy, dreary stuff for a while, or what? You know, it's your... it's the Pacific Northwest. I don't know what we're gonna do. Last year we had snow on the ground at this time. Oh wow! Um, yeah, not 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 this year, fortunately. But you know, it's just gray and drizzly, cold. Um, you know, but I think I think tomorrow's supposed to be pleasant up in the up in the, you know, maybe in the 60s. So that will be nice. Okay. So All right, that'll be it, good. It, this is a, a great place to to really get your uh, your outdoor gear game on. You know, it, it, it's mm. not bad weather. It's uh, um, it, it's clothing that's not not uh, not suitable for the for the climate. Wow, wow. So, well, now you just so, yeah. left. You just left Tennessee this past month. And, yeah. Uh, can you believe the it's weather? Had, it's, it's been a yeah. month. Oh my! It's been a month. The weather is beautiful. People are getting out on the trails and riding and enjoying. This is really the best time of year back here in the east to be out on the trails because the weather I, is beautiful. I it. Color, color is coming in, and low humidity. Uh, low humidity or no humidity, really. I mean, it's 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 great. We love it out here at this time of year. But yeah. Um, yeah, so you're you're back in the saddle, and yep. you're not going to have terrible weather all the time. Do you have any plans on heading anywhere for any fall riding? 
just local local rides this time of the year even even on a normal year by now uh, I pulled out of the high country I mean there's already snow I, yesterday the radio was saying above 6,000 feet has snow already so right. um, yeah so the and 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 this is getting into hunting season and that for me that's not a good time to be out with the ponies no that's so, not a good time Mm-mm. yeah dodging bullets is not fun Right. So this time of the year, so, we we you know pull back into the, you know locals. We become uh, front country riders. You know, local state park, county parks, that type of thing. So where do you go? What kind of riding do you have uh, in your area for front country riding? Uh, we have Riverside State Park here in Spokane. Uh, over a hundred miles of horse horse friendly trails. It's pretty rocky. All right. Uh, yeah. But uh, but it's. Very pleasant. Uh, I believe the campground is already closed. If not, it's going to be within days. Uh, but oh, wow. for, for just a for just a day ride, heavens, can't beat it. Uh, you can also get into the into the high desert. You just go west a little bit and hit some of the BLM uh, lands. Uh, you know, and again, that's well, it's desert, so you're riding through sagebrush and, and the like. But you know, that has its own its own thing. So there's, there's right. plenty of riding. Um, you know, like I said, the county parks, state parks. I like Riverside State Park because well, it's close. <laughs> <laughs> close is good, and uh, uh, it's just a nice place to you know keep everybody tuned up as best you can and. And if I don't have to drive through through weather, even better. Yeah, that's even better. So, well, I, t- I tell you, yeah. Robert, to be able to get out and just, uh, you know, day ride, maybe get in a four- or five-hour ride somewhere, uh, just you and that's your horse perfect. where it's out nice and quiet, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it, it's, it doesn't get a whole lot better. And, and then you can come back home if you want to or, you know, sit around a campfire maybe and, and then head out or something, but. Exactly. Um, There's no such yeah. thing as a bad ride unless it becomes eventful, I guess. Uh, and even then, we learn something. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah well, you, you're the ex, you're the expert on that, my friend. I'm telling would, you what. I would much rather not be, to tell you the truth. I would but, think so. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> well, yeah, for folks so. that are listening out there, uh, Robert and I actually met this past month. And he was in the area, and he he took me out to lunch. National Hamburger uh, Day. National Hamburger Day, that's right. So we both had burgers at Outback Steakhouse. And uh, and then he was kind enough to to bring me a bottle of wine, which I consumed promptly after I got home. So that was was really (laughs) nice. But it was actually yeah, great was to visit pleasant. with you for the very first time in I think eight or nine years that we've done had you on yeah, the show. Yeah, we've been doing and the so show was, for yeah, yeah, eight or nine we've been years. Doing the show for yeah. a hot minute and uh, never once actually met in person until last month. It, it, yeah. it, it was a highlight to the trip. It was well, very thank very you. nice. Thank you, and, thank you. It was the, really cool yeah. for me to meet you finally. So. Yeah, and and, nice, and, and nice evidently guy. I passed the test. I'm still on the radio with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, well yeah. you're pretty you're a pretty fun guy to have on the show. Pretty fun oh, guy to have on the thanks. show. But it was a well, it was an excellent trip to Tennessee though. Just 
Fabulous. All the way around. Not only meeting you, so but recap, you know, going up to – Recap. Yes. Recap uh, your, your trip for folks yeah, that are listening so out there. Two, two uh, uh, adjacent weekends in Tennessee. Uh, the first weekend I was at a place called um, uh, uh, Big South Fork, uh, Timber, Timber Ridge. Timber Ridge. A uh, horse yep. camp. Uh, and I was doing uh, clinics for a backcountry horseman there. So talking about trail riding and camping with livestock. And Gary, what a place! And not 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 corrals, not high lines. No, right. A barn, right. a covered barn. Barns with stalls. <laughs> Barns we have some of those back here in the east. Yeah, we yeah. have some of those back here. So barns with stalls. Um, Pressure, pressure, water, and, and electricity, and all, all, all the fixings for all the people that were camping there, and there were a lot. <laughs> there were a lot. I, I, I like to, 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 to walk through the campground when I'm, you know, at a place like that, and, and just ogle all the trailers and the different rigs that, and, and bum uh, coffee and, and whatnot off of, you know, people at the campfire. So. <laughs> You know, you know, Robert. When you when you said that, and 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 uh, uh, ogle the rigs that are out there, a lot of folks say, "Well, these are just trail horses. They're just trail riders. These are just trail riders that are pulling in with hundred thousand dollar trailers." Exactly. You know, I wish you know, I had their, their tax problems. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's not just the trail horse. That's really what yeah. people enjoy getting out and doing. And oh, uh, we talk guess. about this, you know, 97% or more of the people that are involved with horses are on the trails. That's right. that's and even what they enjoy. That are doing. Into, yeah, and even groups, you know, uh that are, you know, the the show group, you know, the the performance type things. A lot of those people, they're trail riders as well to give their critters Absolutely. a break from 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 the arena. So it's Absolutely. great for everybody. Uh, Absolutely. But yeah, so walk through, look at the rigs, talk with the folks. A lot of mule people there. I felt very welcomed. So yeah, well, there are a lot of a lot of mules out on the trails today. By the way, yeah. by the way, I'll share this with you real quickly because you were just up at the Big South Fork. Uh, this past weekend, uh, there were some folks that are show people, but they are also trail riders. They were out trail riding and they ran into bees. Uh So they had a terrible bee problem and they actually lost two horses packed up because of the bees attacking them. Oh, heavens. So how do we handle bees on the trail, Robert? Besides just avoiding them, how do we how do we handle bees on the trail? I avoid and obstacles like that. <laughs> you know, I, I I wish I had a better answer for you. I, I avoid, and you know, a lot of times, you know, you're in them before before you know, and you can't really avoid. Uh, right. That, I squeeze hard and hang on, hope for the best. It's not. That's a, really it, isn't it? There's not a whole heck of a lot to do. I, I think some of our pre-ride preps, um, you know, are, is anybody allergic to bees? If somebody nods their head, 
you know, all right, where's your EpiPen <laughs> in case we need it? Uh, but yeah. really, there's not a whole heck of a lot. Once once bees are in the picture, kind of all bets are off. Uh, you know, fortunately, you know, I, I have never I've never run into bees. I've never run into bees out on the trail, but I know it's a problem. And yeah. uh, for example, in the Big South Fork, when they when somebody runs into bees, they they post it right away on social media, so mm. the other folks are aware of the fact and and you know can kind of stay away from them. But yeah. there's really not anything to do when you run into something like that, is there? No, not not so much. It's pick up the pieces afterwards. Uh, as as miserable as that sounds, there's there's not a whole lot. Just hope it's not too bad and and uh, go about your day. But yeah, I'll, I'll, especially this time of the year, you know, when there are all the the bee. It's not really the bees. I I, I think the entomologists listening, will, will, you know, are are clenching their out. teeth. Well, it's because they're not bees. They're wasps. They're ground wasps for the most part. <laughs> you know, okay. our, our, our friends, uh, Apis, what, 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 is, what is the common honeybee, Apis something? Uh, it's not the honeybees that are the issue. It's uh, wasps, ground-dwelling wasps who are, you know, um, getting ready for, for winter. Uh, are, they, get, are they wasps or hornets? Because I'm seeing a lot of hornets out here at my place right now. Uh, you know the red ones? Don't know. Red ones? Oh heavens! Um, Maybe I'm glad I'm home. Uh, yeah, I mean those <laughs> those those are those are not friendly critters, you know. I believe it. Yeah, I'm not real uh, familiar with the difference between wasps and hornets, uh, other than they all sting, and I try to avoid all of them. Like yellow jackets, mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. we have yellow jackets a lot, and a lot of times they'll live in the ground. Um, it seems like right under, right at, at the side of the trail, <laughs> you know. Okay. The first horse comes along, you know, wakes them up. Second horse, you know, annoys them. Third horse coming by, and it's a, uh, you know, all, all, all. Too bad for you. Yeah. Exactly. That's why you try to be first or last so you can see that stuff coming. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh <my> gosh. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, but I, I actually got an email. Uh, a day or so ago, a uh, person emailed and was asking about my take on GPS tracker devices, and they uh, specifically mentioned Tennessee and horses got lost. I bet that was the same. Uh, Could have been if it was know. a couple yeah. of days ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, some, somebody told me yesterday that they were still lost, so I don't know if that's the oh, case heaven. or not. But, yeah. Well, hopefully they've got them found sooner rather than well later. i hope so uh, I yeah hope so. but uh but yeah i wish i would have had a good answer for for those people as well i mean most most of the gps trackers on the market now like the apple air tags uh yeah. those require a uh, cellular signal to operate um and heavens the places where we ride that cellular signal not too much signal there. up there That's yeah right. so That's but right. yeah but they lost their their horses all tacked up, ran into bees, and heavens, that is a terrible way to I would say it's probably, probably the same folks that were up there, but, uh, yeah, I'll have to check on that and find out whether those were recovered yet or not. Huh. So, anyway, there are plenty of things to talk about. 
getting out on the trails at this time of the year and riding, and bees are not one that you want to run into or wasp or hornets or whatever the heck those things are. But <laughs> it is a great time. It is a great time to enjoy the fall colors, and it is absolutely it is. glorious in some parts of the country. And this is yep. a good friend of ours, Miss Trinity Seeley, talking about Come On Fall. We're going to listen to that and come back and talk more with our good friend, Mr. Robert Eversole, in just a moment on Saddle Up America.
Trinity Seeley, come on fall. I'm kind of in a fall mood today. Things are beautiful here in Middle Tennessee, in the Nashville area. The temperatures are right. The humidity is right. And the colors are going to start to get there. Pumpkin spice? Uh, If I go by Starbucks, it does. (laughs) (laughs) I think my wife has got some pumpkin stuff. She was, uh, my wife, Mary Kay, just came back from Utah. And uh, yeah, so she had her middle daughter got married. And so. Thank you very much. And so they climbed up on the mountain for the service, and they were served mead and lamb and uh, and other homemade goodies that were out there. But when she was up there, while she was out there, she had uh, pumpkin chili. Have you ever had pumpkin, pumpkin chili? chili? I've never had pumpkin no, chili. to hear it, I don't know that I would. Well, she it said seems... it was really good. She said it was well, good. Well, there you go. So I said, Get the recipe and let's try it. But uh, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Sounds it, it, uh, huh. pumpkin chili. Sounded interesting. It didn't sound that good to me because I'm not a big pumpkin person anyway, as far as pumpkin oh. pies and that kind of thing. But, okay. Uh, pumpkin chili. Pumpkin chili. Huh. Brand new. Brand new. Tis the season. Tis <laughs> the season. Oh, well, we were talking is... about the fact, Robert, that we're into the fall, and uh, you know you got to watch out for the bees and the bears that yep. are out there. Uh, what are some other things that people should be aware of while they're they're out trail riding at this time of year? Uh, I worry about hunters this time of the year. You know, know your hunting seasons. Um, you know, should I be wearing blaze orange? Sometimes it's probably a good idea regardless. Um, yeah. So, you know, as well as, you know, you know, unless we're just going down the way, um, you know, I kind of think about, well, the days are getting a lot shorter, and they are getting a lot shorter. <laughs> they are I feel quickly. like, and like we... I'm starting to hibernate. <laughs> yeah, and time uh, changes, time changes in just a couple of weeks, too, so. Oh, hooray. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Uh, November the 5th, I think, is the date on that. So. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, the time change. Make sure you change the batteries in your smoke detectors, I guess, as well. But, uh, but yeah, so when you're planning a ride, uh, kind of keep the back of your mind, hey, daylight's going to be gone pretty darn quick, you know. Mm-hmm. Is this for the, the, the trail I want to take, can I be back before dark? Um as well as the weather, heavens. I don't think the weather quite knows what it wants to wants to do this time of the year in, the, in these shoulder seasons. It could be, you know, 70 degrees and sunny, and 10 minutes later you have a, have a stiff breeze coming in, you know. Um, yeah. So just a, a couple other things to kind of think about. Really, for me, my biggest thing this time of the year is making sure that, you know, the house and the barn and stuff are ready for, for winter that great time to make sure we've got that last of the last of the hay in and you know our water tank heaters you know are they working it's been been a full year since they've been plugged in (laughs) you know all that good stuff uh are we ready for for that that six months of cold and damp (laughs) 
Um, oh man, don't even talk. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, I am just bearing yeah, that news. it's coming. It is coming. Yeah, it is coming. So, but yeah, I can try to make sure that we're all set for that kind of stuff and work work out rides, uh, you know, as we can in between, and just thankful for for the the clear days that we have. So, well, and I then, think of course, planning it. for next year. <laughs> yeah, and and then yeah, and then plan ahead to where you'd like to go for next year. But you know, yep. one of the things is is that we were talking about doing the day rides right now, and so that's a great thing to be doing, um, just to get out and just enjoy your horses, you know. Oh, haven't you? Yeah. So you you can uh, you know you were at the Big South Fork, you could go up there and you could stay at some of the great campgrounds that they have. Mm-hmm. And uh, get out and ride for two or three days. There's there's 300 and something miles of trails out there, and uh, so wherever you are in the country, you should have something similar in your area where you can get out and just enjoy yourself and All right uh, or and do some riding. Take that drive. Be a be a snowboarder. Go from north to south where the you know drive south until the weather gets better. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, well, that's and a, a lot, of, thing lot about, of people head for Florida. Yeah, a lot of people head yeah. for Florida right now, or Arizona. You know, some of the other areas mm-hmm. here. Arizona sounds because better they're... every every year, I think. So, <laughs> but yeah, but like we said earlier, you know, with with the rain and the cold, it's not, you know, it's not bad weather. It's it's uh, inadequate attire. Uh, we're not going to melt. Our critters aren't going to melt. So find that good rain jacket. I, hopefully, whoever's listening, if you have a good pair of rain glove, warm, insulated, waterproof gloves, send that info to Gary because I need a set of good waterproof winter riding gloves. You know, for, so I can still feel the range through. Uh, yeah, I, w- I always hated to ride with gloves, but that's a good point. I mean, you know. I can remember riding. Uh, did you ever? Did you ever do like a New Year's Day ride? I I used to just plan on, you know, what you do on New Year's Day, you're going to do all year long. So you get out and you plan a New Year's Day ride. Did you ever do any of those? I have, and I've heard the same thing. And if it were true, I would be sitting in front of the stove having hot chocolate all year long, and it just doesn't happen. So I don't know that I believe that old lifestyle. Uh, but, yeah, we've gone well, out, you know, and it's just, you know, I, I can keep my, my, my body dry, but my hands, my hands just get cold and wet and miserable, and that just ruins the whole fun of it. Well, There's that's only what so I much... thought of. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought of when you mentioned that. I thought, you know, my New Year's Day rides, my hands would get cold and my toes would get cold, yep. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Capoeiros well, will help you rode, your toes. You rode anyway, but you you were going to get out there and get cold, and I and I did not like riding with gloves on because I just couldn't feel things like I could with my hands. So I yep, hated to that's wear gloves. my big problem with them. So yeah, but yeah, but you know you you certainly appreciate the warm stove and the hot chocolate after after one of those cold 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 day rides. So. So that's a good thing with that. Uh, but, yeah, I enjoy the time that we can get out. And, and you know, since I am Fregile, 
and <laughs> don't like the <laughs> cold hands so much. Um, we we use winter more than anything. I, I don't like riding in the snow. I don't know what's underneath the snow a lot of times. Right. Um, so we winter is our time for groundwork tune-ups, really. Uh, okay. You know, great, great time to to get those ground manners locked in, uh, you know, before the riding. If, if I'm not... If we're not working in the saddle, we're working on, on uh, you know, on the ground, and and I think that directly applies to to uh, compliance when we're in the saddle. So you know, we might not be doing as much riding here in the next couple months, but that doesn't mean we we're working less with the critters. If if anything, might even be a little bit more because you can go out and do 10 minutes of groundwork, you know, at lunchtime. Um, and you don't have to worry about getting everybody tacked up. Right, 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 right. So you can do that, and then you then you can get back and get in front of the stove with the hot chocolate again. Exactly, and think deep thoughts. Mm-mm-mm. Well, so. we, it's it's not going to be long, Robert, before we're going to have to have a, another show where we talk about preparing our tack and our trucks and our trailers for the spring riding. And, and well, that's always a good time to be, be doing, doing it. That, though? Well, you know, so we should have yeah. do it all the time. I mean, we should keep everything ready all the time. But there are just yeah. times where people say, okay, I'm not out riding right now. I can clean tack and repair things that I've just kind of let go. And, uh, yeah, and certainly kind the of do things. Cleaning, I am. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty yeah. bad about the tack we'll cleaning about myself. But so... After I got back from from Tennessee, I got I got back. I think I may have stayed home long enough to do laundry, and then I drove to the west side of the state um, and had a week of saddle fitting over there. And wow. when I got back, you know, it was well, it's getting a little bit late, so let's let's get the the trailer prepped for winter. You know, the last thing you want is a can of can of beans freezing in your in your trailer. <laughs> And bursting. Uh-uh. So, so I got everything uh, winterized, and and that was a good time to kind of go through all that good stuff to make sure that it was ready for winter, not just right. food stuffs and 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 any liquids that could freeze, you know, just that type of thing. So that was a, a good opportunity to get her get her tucked in and ready for winter. Uh, I did pull all my all my. T- saddles and and whatnot out and yeah they're just staring at me in the in the tack room right now saying clean me clean me Uh, i'll I'll get to that Uh, at some point (laughs) there you go there you go well listen we're gonna we're going to visit with you next month can you believe that next month is november thanksgiving and and then we're in man i tell you what christmas yeah and I'll be here before you know it, and then we'll be into 2024, 24. which is just unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. It goes, it goes quick, so spend as much time it as we can fast. on the ponies. Yeah, I'm telling you. Well, we're going to visit next month. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about some of this preparation or, or that you can do as you're getting ready to get out on the trails again in the spring. And, uh, or always we can fun talk to- about visiting Tennessee again. We could that would visit. work as well. You, actually, well, you could visit Tennessee again. That would be even better. Come back. There to you Tennessee. go. 
everybody yeah, you can Tennessee, get out. You know what I thought was special about Tennessee, Gary? Not Warm so much people. in town. In town, your what? traffic was horrendous, terrible, worse than that Seattle is traffic. That but is once true. I got out of town, people wave. Yeah. Some yeah. random guy in a rental car, people were waving from their from their porches, and when you pass somebody on the road, you got you either got a wave or a little finger off of their uh, and not the middle finger, but just uh-huh, a little hello uh-huh. finger off of the, uh, off right. the steering wheel. It was just That's right. very nice, and and I wasn't well, used to that. <laughs> my wife coming from Utah was just shocked at how warm all the people were as you go through. You know, drive-throughs at the restaurants or McDonald's or whatever—they're just so nice. What's the deal? Yeah, <laughs> that was exactly just, what I thought. What's the, what's the deal? <laughs> that's just the South, baby. That's just the South. There you go. Yeah. Well, all right. We look forward to having you back again here in Tennessee. So we'll just have to plan on doing that. We'll have to get some uh, uh, more girth-building deals set up for you. That would be a good thing. That would be a good thing. You have a great uh, Halloween, and we'll be chatting just before Thanksgiving. Oh, my. And and what is your website, by the way? www.trailmeister.com, the largest guide to horse trails and camps in the world, actually. So give us a visit. There you go. And, and, uh, yeah, there you go. (laughs) There we go. All right. All right, Mr. Trailmeister, we'll see you next month. Thanks, Robert. All right, everybody take care now. Bye-bye. All right. All right, and when the work's all done this fall, Mr. John Lowell will be right back.
Legacy Radio Network today with the Campfire Cafe, our special guest, Mr. Ed Meyer, and then, of course, on Saddle Up America with our friend, Mr. Robert the Trailmeister Eversold. We hope that you've enjoyed the show as well. We want to invite you to join us on Saturday for Live from Nashville. That begins at noon Central Standard Time. Our special guest this week will be Ms. Carolyn Seals. From California and Mr. Lance Cowan from right here in Nashville. So that's going to be a great show. Carolyn has a brand new album out called On the Draw. So we'll be featuring music from that album and uh, we look forward to having you join us for that as well. We're going to close the show today with another song all about the fall. Beautiful fall here in Tennessee. I hope it is wherever you are, but this is called Early Fall, Miss Tisha McKenna. Thanks for listening. There's a ring around the moon that says there's rain to come, and the smell of burning The days are getting shorter And the nights are getting long It seems like summer's ending after all Sure signs that we're Chill within my heart when I walk in. 
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.